Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Hey, welcome back. We're uh, here with another edition, another episode of the Bridge Podcast, where we're connecting commerce with community. We've got local business owners, we've got leaders in the community, and uh, we want you to get to know who they are. And you may not always see them, you may not run into them on the street, but today it's going to feel like we're sitting in your living room with great people of the community. And uh, just make sure you, you look at us on uh, IRLoneStar.com uh, backslash TBPTX, 11 a.m. Tuesdays. Uh, but today, I am very honored to have San Chang. Welcome to the Bridge Podcast. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Um, man, I think this is my first uh, radio show. I would say I don't my, believe that. Yes, I think this is my first radio show, my first interview being interviewed. I'm going to say I don't believe that. But no, I, I man, this has been uh, – you've been on the radar for a little while on my list of people because of some mutual folks that we know and just recommendations. So you come highly recommended, so no pressure today. Damn. Like the expectations are way <laughs> up here. Nah. But no, man, I was looking at your story just because I appreciate you sending me some info because um, just getting to know you, man, I, I've heard a lot about you, but still you don't ever really fully know the journey of people. And I noticed that you, so you came, you're originally from what, the, the Michigan area, Detroit area? Yeah, Detroit area. And so you come down here to Texas, you take over a donut shop, you're in the automotive business, you start a food truck, you start another restaurant. So... Man, pretty much everything, and I'm not going to jinx it at all, man, but everything you touch, man, is either really popular, really successful, or just kind of everybody knows about it. So yeah. what? Talk, take us through like how you got to Texas and then just why such an entrepreneur. So how we got to Texas is uh, back in 2008 during the recession. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, I had a great career, I would say. Uh, doing quality control for the big three, um, and I enjoy that. I enjoy doing that a lot. Learned a lot, so so much for, from it. Travel a lot. Uh, got to meet a lot of good people. But when the recession happened, I took a really really big hit, and I went from that in the automotive industry to actually working with my wife at the nail salon. Okay. Yeah, and I wouldn't. I like. It was like. Man, I don't want to work at the nail salon. I feel like it's just like you know, not me. Yeah. But at the at, at the same time, I was like, man, I need to make, we need to make money. You know, what I mean, one income is not sufficient enough, especially during two thousand eight. Yeah. Everybody was just losing their job, losing their home. Mm-hmm. It was really bad for a whole lot of people in Detroit, and uh, I didn't want to be in that, uh, you know, stats. So I went out, uh, dropped my pride, went to go work. With my wife doing a, a pedicure, manicure, and and feet. You know, mm. and and from there on, the summertime was busy. The wintertime was slow. So in the wintertime, I had to look for another job. So man, I was looking hard. I was like, my brother was already in Texas. Uh, we had some family in Texas. I was like, we have no choice but to leave Michigan because mm. Michigan, there's nothing left. There's mm. really nothing left. Okay. Uh, my brother said, I will accept you to Texas under some 
condition. Sell your car, sell everything you own, don't bring nothing from Michigan here. So I sold everything I had. Went to Texas with about $1,500, you know what I mean? Um, hmm. Drove all the way, with my wife, we actually had, uh, we had left my uh, daughter, who is running the food truck now, her name is Kalia, 18 years old. We left her with my mom. I said, we cannot take her because we, right now we don't know. It's a gamble, right? Yeah, yeah. we don't know our journey right now. It is not guaranteed that we're going to do well over there. What if we go there and things start falling apart and we go broke and now we got another mom to feed you? Mm -hmm. We can't do that. So we went there. We left the uh, thing. Goodness for my parents to help wash our daughter. Went to Texas, worked for somebody else. Then an opportunity arise. Say, hey, this donut shop is coming up. Would you like to pick it up? And we did. We picked it up. And um, the business was not doing well at all. When we took over, when we took over, we 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 worked our butt off. Um, we we got in there seven days a week, no days off whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, waking up at like 12 o'clock in the morning, leaving at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon the next day. It was a grind. It was a grind. Where was this at? Dayton? It was in Dayton. Yeah. Day uh, if anybody out there who's, who lives in Dayton, who's been out in Dayton, we're right there. You cannot forget it. It's called Dayton Donuts. And it's still there. Is it still yours? Or it's, you not, it's, it? not, it's not there anymore. Okay. Because it was directly across the street from another donut shop called AM Donuts, <laughs> which my cousin owned that one. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Dayton Donuts was the name of the place. And it's not a donut shop. It was sold in... They made it to like a, a little bar, okay. and then that place got burned down. So you you were like seven days a week, midnight, my day starts, like I'm done with this business or yeah. what? Yeah, I'm going to tell you, like the journey from Michigan, like the journey from Michigan to here, it was hard because I had to make it, make a change for myself, for my family, because if I didn't make that change, I, I knew that I was going to lose my family and everything, right? And, you know, I'm going to rewind back. I forgot. I can't leave this out. Yeah. My uh, my friend who was always inviting us to church, I keep on blowing off. I was like, I'll go, I'll go, I'll keep on blowing off. But when things start going south for me, and you know my wife was like, hey, uh, not talking to me. I'm <laughs> like, okay, I definitely got to go to church. I need a change. So I went to church, prayed really hard, and I, I really felt like that was the calling that God gave me to move to Texas. Okay. Yeah, as soon that's as a big I, part. It was. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I put my car for sale, somebody right away bought it right away. And we moved to Texas, and I feel like everything was his plan and his design. You know what I mean? Everything happened for a reason. When we went and took over the donut shop, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. Seven days a week. We would bring our daughter after we were established to the donut shop, and she would sleep in the donut shop. Wake up. We took her to school. Then we had another baby. Mm. Um, and uh, like during that time, um, as if life wasn't hard enough. Yes, right? <laughs> my goodness, I'm telling you, That's like crazy. my wife was at the donut shop until the day she gave birth. Pregnant. Oh, oh my, my goodness, wow. she was a hustler. Yeah, you know, I had nobody else, and hired nobody else. I didn't yeah. know how to hire people. You know, going through it, I didn't know how to we hire. Just do it ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, our mentality is like, man, nobody can do a better job than me, or, or they might steal from me, or yep. you know, what I mean, I don't know. They might take my special recipe. Sure. So all that was going through my head, and wow. I realized I cannot do the donut shop anymore with my wife, because the newborn was allergic to everything inside the donut shop: flour, Gordon, eggs, yeah. everything, oh my God. peanut, everything. She was breaking out. I was like, we gotta stop. 
we 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 got rid of the donut shop. Before we got rid of the donut shop, let me tell you. It it was the it was the things that I've read, the people that you know, like mentor me, at my drive-through window and in, in the donut shop, I would sit in front of the drive-through window on a slow day, after the rush, and look out the window, and right out the window was a muffler shop. And uh, I come from an automotive background. My dad had an automotive shop, okay. and I worked for him in Michigan also when growing up. And I looked, I was like, man, one of these days, man, I want to go back into getting the cars. And uh, I prayed on it. I prayed on it. You know what I mean? I was like, man, I went over there and see if he was going to sell it. They want a ridiculous amount of money. I ain't got that type of money. I was like, yeah. nah, forget it. Yeah. Can't do it. Uh, I got my brother involved, got them all hyped up, ready to go, be partners and stuff like that. But, man, it was a journey because with them being inspired, they want to get into the automotive business too. We look, we look, we look, and we found... The one in Conroe. Okay. But it wasn't this one. Okay. We found one on 105 somewhere. Uh, bef- we're cutting shoot. Well, we before before 336. Yeah. So, yep. He said, "I will let you do an automotive shop, but you cannot change oil." I'm like, "Man, we got to change the oil." So that keeps the lights on, mm-hmm. like oil. Yeah. That's guaranteed business, right? Yep. You you can hey you go in there get the oil change. You check everything else out and. See what what else you could you know yeah. can do for the customer, sell right. the customer. So we, we didn't buy that one when we went back to the donut shop, didn't sell it yet, but was looking on Craigslist one day and this shop came up right here. I was like, wow, that's a good price. That's a really good price. So we all got into it. We got we invested. My parent my dad invested, my brother invested, we all were partners. The first year was doing uh was doing well, but um we know that some of us won't be able to make money. The only person that was getting paid was my younger brother. Mm. Um, we, we, we wanted to make sure that the business grow, grow properly. Mm. But my brother, my younger brother, was taking too much money. Mm. And his customer service drove away customer. Okay. So we had to cut him loose. We had to cut him mm. loose. When he left, I didn't know how to work on cars. Okay. Even though I came from an automotive background, I was just changing oils and tires. Gotcha. Did not know how to work in cars. Gotcha. So I was like, man, dude, I, I think the automotive business is going to go down. And and uh, my my brother, my older brother felt like, man, I don't think I can do this anymore. I'm not making any money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I need to leave. So he left. Now I'm stuck by myself. Okay. How long have you been in Conroe at this point? In, since 2011. 11. So that 2011, June 1st, 2011. Yeah. Yeah. So how did I'm gonna maybe we because I want to know how food got how this food industry got on you like bit you you know the food bug bit you and so you just thought there was an opportunity like in addition to automotives like you 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 obviously learn how to work on cars yes, and you've obviously learned how to build that business and I mean it's still going right now uh, but you you had this dream like I think a food truck would be a good idea like how do you get into that honestly. My wife was doing nails. She always wanted to cook food. We talked about a food truck, but never really jumped on it. You know what I mean? It was always in the back of our head. Okay. It was like, okay. And then when it really got serious, when we said, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Let's see what happened. Mm-hmm. We gave it a shot, and I felt like everything was an accident. You know what I mean? We just we didn't know where we were going to go. We just know we, we what we wanted to do. We didn't know... It was gonna go well. We just mm. 
start. She wanted to cook her own food, her own style. I was like, go ahead. We got our daughter involved, and um, it just happened, you know? Wow. It's just, just food truck just was on your brain. Yeah. You're like, this sounds like a good idea. And, I mean, it's starting to blow up. I don't know how long ago that was, but this whole food truck concept. Oh, my goodness. This is everywhere got in now. at the right time. It's it sounds everywhere. Like. Well, it wasn't always that easy because we actually had to go through, I'm not sure if you remember, the city ordinance. Okay. Food truck was only allowed to operate in a city limit for two hours a day. Okay. And then you have to relocate from at a different address. So okay. you, you can't return to that address in 24 hours. Okay. You can right. only operate for two hours. In two hours, you cannot make a living. No. You and that not. one in Tomball has been around for how long? Because that's, that's been yeah. successful, right? Very successful. Yeah. So we actually had to take that up to the city and, and change their mind why food truck is not a bad idea. People think that food trucks are roach coach. You know, mm -hmm. some of them are, mm -hmm. but that's not us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We deliver high-quality food. We not just only deliver high-quality food, but I, I feel like we're different because we're more of a, a community. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not just making food. We're a community-based business. Yeah. Yeah. We care about a business. We like to give back to the community. You know, we want to be a part of the community. And if you cut corners in a town like this and you have a bad experience that word's traveling, isn't it? Oh yeah. So you you got to be in it for for more than just selling stuff, right? I mean, you talk about people that have a they don't necessarily keep it a clean environment, or people are just more concerned with the dollars. Like you get you get an unhappy customer, that word's going to travel. So you got to be proud of your business, like you just said, and and do it for the right reasons. So yeah, you, it sounds like you you keep a you run a tight ship over there. I'm sure. Yeah. The one thing that has stuck with me that um, was it so time we are a community-based business and I love the one thing I do love is I love helping people I love seeing people succeed mm. and I'm and it always stuck with me and I will try to help out as many people succeed as possible so the saying I'm not sure if you heard it says that you help enough people get to where they want to go you you get everything you want. That's right. Or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I, I want to help as many people as possible. I mean, if it's just my community, if it's just an individual, if it's just another business, anything, I want to be able to offer my service. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I see other people doing it as well, too, and I really appreciate that as our community start to grow. We need, I think, I feel like we need more entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. Know? Well, so you've been here for 10 years or longer than that, 11, 12 years, something like that, maybe. In Conroe, mm -hmm. so it's different than you know you you move from Detroit. Obviously, it's a lot different. Uh, it's Texas, so that's its own country practically. Mm -hmm. uh, so Conroe, man, do you like this kind of small town feel versus you know? But it's it's a big town, but it, it still has a kind of a small network, right? I mean, you're very well connected in the community. People have a a good thought when they hear your name, like you're very well thought of here. So, how did you get to be? So like well known and service oriented and just like just out there. just just helping people just helping people you know um, I always go to a, you know go to these businesses wherever I like going I like going out to eat I like going out to the bar mm -hmm. I like going to the brewery I like getting to know people you know mm -hmm. what I mean what they do and you know these places that I visit that I do like I just just you know just. Just, I want to share that with everybody yeah. else. You know what I mean? You're just sharing information. If you had a great experience, great. You know, mm -hmm. you share that experience. Yeah. Very, 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 very rarely I will talk bad about 
a business, no matter how or what they did, I would not order their service. I, I don't want to yeah. talk bad about it. Yeah. Unless they really, really, really screwed me sure, over. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, so uh, Dragon Bowl C, is that right? Do I have the name right? You do have the name right, Dragon okay. Bowl C. This is your newest venture, right? It is the newest venture. And how long venture. it's been open? <laughs> it has not been open okay, yet. Okay, okay. It has right. not been open yet. I know that everybody's been anticipating the opening date. And this right here is a struggle. Okay. Because I should have been open last year during Catfish Festival. Wow. Yeah. I should have been, been open. good timing. Yeah. That would have been nice. It's almost a year. I was going to go there tonight, but no. I guess I have to postpone that. There's so many people that's been hitting us up. I got like 15 <laughs> calls earlier today, 15 calls within a 20-minute span. Okay. Hey, uh, are you guys open? What is your operating hour? And sometimes when they call me, my cell phone the automotive shop gets forward, all the calls get forward to my cell phone, mm. okay? And then I put a sign out there for help wanted for Dragon Bow, and that phone call, it, it gets to my phone. So I don't know who's calling me. Are you asking me what time my auto repair shop is closed? Yeah. Are you asking about Tasty Asian? Yeah. Because I'm just so, so all over the place right now. But yeah. Dragon Bow will be opening soon. I don't, I know the date. Okay. I just don't want to say it. Okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. Everybody's already excited about it, so we don't want to give them any more information. Yeah, no more hints. You guys will definitely <laughs> enjoy it and love it. I'm just going to make sure. The, the biggest thing is I'm afraid. I, I, with experience, I don't want to open a business and fail right away. If, if, I, if we're not properly staffed yep. and we don't have the proper training. Service, yeah. Yeah, service is very important. Service is always first. If we can't deliver that. There's no point in opening our door. Yeah. So until we get that locked down, we we you know then we'll do an opening. But well, let me pin you down on one thing then, since you can't kind of give us all that info. If you were gonna, if I'm talking to my neighbor and we're talking about places to go somewhere different, man, I'm just tired of the same old place. Like, and I say, hey, I know about this place. What do I tell them to order? If I, you know the menu, like, what are you gonna tell? What's what's the thing you're gonna tell somebody? Is your favorite thing on the menu that I'm going to tell my neighbor, hey, go try this. When you go there your first time, get this. What's it going to be? I would say get 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 the house bowl, like we call it the the dragon bowl. Okay. Get the dragon bowl right after the name. Get the dragon bowl. Okay. You can't go wrong. It has smoked brisket, steak, uh, tendon, and uh, beef balls. Let's not go. like actual beef balls. Let's but. go. There we go. Yeah. I don't think we've ever said that on the, no. this program. <laughs> <laughs> Not actual beef balls, but it's you know, the most expensive but, thing on the menu, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. So, so, so the hint is this, and I, I tell our our followers this: if you really want to come and try Dragon Ball out, it's not going to open today. It's not going to open tomorrow, mm -hmm. but it's going to open really, real soon. Yeah. Like when you close your eye and you open it, it might be open. Yeah. If you see Kid Boo out there, the statue in front of the restaurant. You're invited to come in. We're it's ready to go. At yeah, that we're point. ready to go. Okay, but not ready to go. It's just soft okay. opening. Yeah, we're not telling nobody. If you come in, you know, the next day we might not even be open. So yeah, let's uh, let's go. Yeah. What's the hardest part about owning a restaurant? Like the, being in the food business. My dad owned a restaurant for his dad owned one. He owned one my whole life, my whole childhood, and and I just watched, and it just seemed like. God, as a kid, I'm like, is this worth it? My, but everybody in the community loved him. Like, they just loved coming there, but it looked like a lot of work. So what's the hardest part about owning a restaurant? I think staffing. Staffing and uh, 
I say staffing. Staffing, um, if, if they're going to show up to work or not. If you build a great team, and I feel like we have a great team, mm-hmm. um, nothing else. I, I don't know. Business in general right now is hard. The process is hard. Mm-hmm. But once you open that door, we've been there before, so mm-hmm. we know how it is. And and it's really, to me, it's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. The, the restaurant business is really not that hard. The hardest part is finding the right people to be on your team. That's the, the hardest part. But once you have the right team, everything falls into place. Ordering supplies, inventory, shopping, all that stuff is just easy. So is it? Are you feeling any of the the supply chain stuff, the distribution stuff? I mean, is it getting better? Like ordering materials and products, like beef alone. Like we laugh about it, but still, beef is hard to come by. I mean, so is it the supply chain affecting you guys? I mean, oh, uh, supply chain. Yeah. What? what man, I remember. Um, um, what we used to pay to what we pay now. Yeah, it is what it is. We can't complain. Fuel, just like, yeah, fuel yeah. alone too. Yeah, like, you paying for that? You you, you got to pay for it. Suck it up. Pay yep. for it. And then after that, we just got to make sure that, uh, however we price our food is priced accordingly to you know the the the, the market. Yeah, you know we're not gonna try to you know steal or rip anybody off. Yep. We want to make sure that, uh, we're pr- we pricing it accordingly to the market. We deliver great service and high quality food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I would tell the the listeners too like I don't obviously want to pay out the nose for for food or like this premium price, but I will say if we want good places to stay open, they've got to charge us. You guys have to charge us because you're getting increased. Your costs are increased, so ours yeah. ours has to as well. I don't think the community understands that. I think we want our cake and eat it too. We want to have a great restaurant, but we don't really see that you guys are paying premium prices for your materials. And then we want to be able to pay cheaper prices for us, you know, but we want good products. So I would say to the community and I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I would tell, be patient with these restaurant owners, because if you guys want good places to eat and good food and good, you want them to stay open, man, just bear with the owners and and pay what they, what they need you to pay. And nothing with the restaurant too. these, these restaurant owners, the, um, Man, it's hard for them to find staff, but at the same time, too, it's like, I would say make sure you treat your staff well. Yeah. Okay? Like, if the business is doing very well, mm-hmm. take care of your employees. Make sure you take them there, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's how we treat our employees. we got to make sure. We, we, gonna make, we don't want them, at the end of the day, not just to be our employee. You're a team. You're a family. And um, mm-hmm. we know that you have goals in life, too. And whatever that may be. We, if we can help out in any way, we will. Mm-hmm. We, we want to be a part of a yeah. part of that, you know, a part of that growth. Because instead of investing in this and investing in that, I rather invest in people. Sure. Yeah, I really. Sure. I, we rather invest in people, getting the right team, making sure they're taken care of. So if they're taken care of, they're taking care of you. Now yeah. we're just a family. Yeah. You know I mean, we got to watch each other's back. And that lasts a long time yes. too. Like if you invest in the right people, like th- that'll last for a while. Like, uh, what what would advice would you give like a new business owner coming to Conroe? You said earlier we need more entrepreneurs. We need more locally owned businesses. Like. You know, you, you've experienced some growing pains, and I'm sure opening business, like in that first six months, probably wasn't easy. But what yeah. do you say to that person that is going to open a business soon in Wh- Conroe? Whoever's going to, any entrepreneur, any investors who is trying to come into Conroe and, uh, and try to build a business, I would say concept. 
bring in a different concept. Mm. Bring in a different concept. Make that concept. Get everybody excited. You know, give them a little sneak peek of what you're you're, you're about to introduce mm-hmm. to the community. Like for example, Moco Food Hall. Mm-hmm. I'm excited and thrilled about that. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for them to open. You mm-hmm. know who they are? Yeah, yeah. Man, I cannot wait for that. Yeah. See, that's a concept right there. We need that. Yes, it's all over Houston, but we need it here in our community in Conroe. So I'm just excited to be able to bring uh, this concept here to here, here to Conroe. I got. Many more is that I want to do. Okay. You know, hey, if anybody want to be a part of it, just reach That's out awesome. to me seriously because uh, <clears throat> yeah. I'm super down. So your your mind is constantly thinking, right, of how to launch this next good idea that the community needs or wants or what's going to be yes. hot, right? Yep. And and so your mind just works that way naturally, and you grew up that way, I guess, just seeing your dad be an entrepreneur. Like you grew up in a family business. Uh, are so are you the Top dog at the auto place now, or is it you and your brother? No, no, no. Brother? Is it just you? It's or? just me. It was okay. just uh, they, uh, both of them left. Okay. Uh, uh, I bought them both of them out. Bought, bought both of them out, um, and uh, it's just me there. Okay. It's just uh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah. And I enjoy it. I mean, I I enjoy working on cars. Uh, I, I enjoy going to work. I enjoy the process. Forgive you know? me for this, but I get turned around. I talk to a lot of people. Where is your shop? Literally from here, it's like two minutes. Okay, it's right on Fraser in Cable Street, uh, right across from the old Sam Houston Elementary. Gotcha. Not, you can't, you cannot miss gotcha. it. Gotcha. I'm gonna tell you, uh, I got a, I got a tech that's in there too. Okay. And uh, yo, she's pretty bad at. She's okay. Pretty, she's really sick at it too. Good. So, so, I would say, I would, if anybody wants to work, hey, come on through. You know what okay. I mean? I got this female that works for me. She's really good. Smart. That's Small, good. skinny, and I'm telling you, she looks like scrawny. But I was able to teach her after she graduated UTI was, hey, you don't use your size because you know you don't got the strength. Use leverage. We gotcha. have tools to make our life easier. And she was able to implement that. She was able to die. Yeah. I'm glad to have her on the team. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. You said your daughter is running the truck? She is running the truck. Wow. That's her business. Wow. That is and she's business. 18. She's 18. She started when she was 16. My goodness. Well, I mean, I guess it's in the blood. I mean, she sat around and watched enough. She was at the donut shop enough and, yes. and watched you guys grind. And so you're still grinding and, and yeah. she's learning how to grind. And Man, you guys are just going to be a household name in Conroe, apparently. Yeah. So, what do you like about Conroe? What's your favorite thing? Everything, about everything in Conroe, everything from the people to the businesses to the individual to everything. I think Conroe has so much. Uh, Conroe has everything. We have beer, we have wine, we have liquor. Well, you things that I enjoy. These are sure, you know sure. things that I like. But for a family, you got. Uh, what seven acre? You got parks, wrecks. You got kids fest tomorrow. You got just so much going on in Conroe. A lot of festival, yeah. and I love that. Yeah, um, great place to raise a family. Uh, Conroe has so much, so much potential. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you, you've made a lot of friends pretty pretty quickly here in the in the city, and and uh, a lot of guys. I know John Hernandez is a good friend of yours. You know, you guys John's are in the automotive friend. industry, like. You guys, we've had him on this on the show. Uh, I know you know Jody really well, Mayor Chikoski. Uh Oh yeah, Jody, Jody, man, 
this Conroe definitely, I feel like Conroe definitely shaped up when when he took office. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just knowing that if you have the vision and you know you want to take Conroe to a different, you know, I guess different place, you can definitely do that. You know what I mean? You just got to be able to move forward. And he got the right people in place. Yeah. He was able to motivate. He was able to push me, motivate me. You know mm. what I mean? He's just a ball of energy. Oh, yes. So he is a great mayor. I have That's nothing good. bad to say about That's him. Good. I love his drive, and I love people like that. You know, I like to be around people. And like and that, that. the good thing about it is too, he attracts leaders similar to him. Yes. So he's got guys around him that are almost just like him, and and they all just kind of are going the same direction. And then when you get community leaders like yourself, business owners, all on the same page, the community itself takes on a whole new complexion, and it starts looking good, and people start coming to Conroe. Yep. Start coming to your business. So. I'm gonna. I'm interested to get my family over there to the truck and then uh, to the Dragon Ball C when it opens. Uh, we, we very, 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 very soon. I'm thinking we don't know when, but very soon. <laughs> uh, so hey, give give a before we finish up, man. Give the Conroe citizens just give them one piece of advice about how to keep improving our city. Uh, what role can they play? I would say continue to love one another, love one another, be there for one another. You know what I mean? Of course, you know, people's going to talk trash yeah. about businesses and stuff like that. What was that? If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't yeah. say it at all. Yeah. Just yeah. keep it to yourself. Yeah. Look, these businesses out here, we're struggling. You know what I mean? We're trying to provide great service. But just be patient, love one another, and uh, yeah, just care for one another. Yeah, that's good advice. I mean, we could all probably get a little better at that. And Man, I would say to uh, go visit these places that we have here. I mean, we've got some really like well kept secrets in Conroe, and we had a lot. and and good food, good service, good people, and uh, fun downtown. Conroe's turning into this mecca of just fun and new businesses every every other week. It seems like so. Man, thanks for coming on. It has been good to to meet you. Thanks Thank for, you for having me. All on. the good things you had to say to the community and. Uh, you know, with that, he's been Sanchang. We've been the Bridge Podcast. Stay connected.